Allô, Georges, ça va Où es-tu Ah, voilà Dis-donc Le Shoga Ça fait des lustres, là Oh là là I have not seen my friend Sam Mangwana for quite a long time Ça fait un, un siècle qu'on s'est pas vu. Deux décennies. Deux décennies, c'est tout. <laughs> He does not speak English, only French, Lingala, Kikongo and Portuguese. He has millions of fans in Africa and Europe. They affectionately call him le pigeon voyageur, which means the homing or traveling pigeon. But when you say pigeon voyageur with a slight sardonic smile, It could also mean the man is a rolling stone, a person unable to settle down. But to me, this gentleman is more like an African Ulysses. He was born in Kinshasa in 1945 of Angolan parents and in 2002 returned to his roots, Angola, after a long pilgrimage around Africa, Europe and America. So, here he is, Sam, le pigeon voyageur, on this edition of Afropop Worldwide from PRX. D'applaudir chaleureusement, vigoureusement, Sam Mangwana.
The amazing return of Rumba's living legend, Sam Mangwana, at the Great Club 360 Music Factory in Paris. And for this concert online, Sam is dressed in a couturier shirt, certainly from Abidjan. And at 76, I tell you, he looked younger than ever. This was his latest production, Lubamba, the Liana Vine, a superb traditional rumba, as you heard. To help me with this French Lingala Kikongo Portuguese production, I have invited my friends, Aimé Compaoré and Michael Sherekis. Bonjour, ici Aimé Compaoré. Hello, I'm Michael Sherekis from Rootstock Studios in Washington, D.C. So honored to be on this ride with you, George. Thank you. You know Samuel Mangwana? Bonjour, George. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, Sam. You have kept Rumba alive through your many songs. Some people might think that uh, you are perhaps a little afraid to evolve. On est là pour essayer de chaque fois de faire briller la rumba de chez nous de l'Afrique centrale. Well, we are always here to make our Central African rumba shine, and that's why I'm singing Felicité by Kabaseli and the African jazz. Felicité, madame aussi souka beauté avec l'Afrique jazz. These are songs that we have enjoyed when we were eight, nine years old, George. So now that all the maestros have left us and we are still alive, we must revive these melodies because, for me, they haven't got a wrinkle. Absolutely. Sam's right. No wrinkles. You know, it's like classical music, though. We don't talk about Mozart or Beethoven as being passé. You know, their music is still performed today. It's still relevant. And as Sam would say, Central African rumba should be considered and even consciously revived in that same light. In fact, young people are getting inspired by the style of rumba. They make it a little more jazzy, a little more rocky, but it is still rumba. I suggest you check out our episode Remembering Papa Wemba. And I will quickly add that, for me, rumba is a monument. It's this rumba moralizante qui accompagnait les indépendances, qui éduquait les masses populaires. Well, it is this moralizing rumba that accompanied the independence movements in many African countries. It educated the popular masses and the children. It solved families' problems. Kanko was a great satirist. In many ways, this gentleman was the greatest sociologist of that time. And when he sang, he translated the problems of the citizens, men and women around him, to try to get them back in the right path. Oh, Mario! Nasina Pekisayo! Kulinga Kapesi Bazena Mbongo! Yokandengi Azariko Kabayo! Namite Maya Basipi Namibali! You want to say that you're a diplomat, Mario? 
It is no doubt his biggest hit. It tells the story of a young man who courts an older woman to get the money he wants. The song goes, Oh Mario, look for one woman to marry. You have a tendency to go after older women. Basuka yote? Will you ever get enough of them? Ah yes, Franco, king of the rumba moralizant, the moralizing rumba. Uh, you know, classic. But you know, there's a bit of a generational shift in how the music coming out today, maybe due to shorter song lengths or how people are consuming music or a variety of factors, they don't, it doesn't really emphasize that storytelling, moralizing aspect of things as much. And uh, it's criticized for that as anyway. And so we asked Sam about that. But we have to let young people live their life. But us, hey, we're still alive. Well, Sam, as one who has lived and continues to practice this amazing music style, I'd like to have your view on Congolese rumba music. What is it? And where did it come from? La musique congolaise est partie du folklore Well, George, Congolese music started with the Kin style, the folklore of Kinshasa. And since you had many Congolese musics, Congo Brazzaville, Central African Republic, by the way, we often forget the importance of Jimmy, a guitarist from Central African Republic, in the development of Congolese music. Now, Michael. You're yourself a guitarist, and you learned to play guitar in Bangui, the capital of Central African Republic. Who was this Jimmy who insisted on writing his name with an H? J-H-I-M-M-Y. Zachary Elanga, alias Jimmy with an H, one of the godfathers of Congolese guitar, came to Kinshasa in the 40s to work as a shorthand typist for the Benatars, Greek merchants who later opened Opika Recording Studios. He tuned his guitar a little different and picked in a style all his own that he called Hawaiian, which gave him his nickname, Jimmy the Hawaiian, and that extra H. He and several Belgian musicians like saxophonist Fud Sendrix or guitarist Bill Alexandra had a big influence on the early development of the Congolese sound. Ambiance à 
Ambiance à Montéma, ambiance à Bolingo, ambiance à Palmo. La boga wangai chéri mama, secteur wangai pelle palmo. La loli en moana palmo, yaka n'ambiance. Oh elingi, oh elingi nga, luna janet woyo mama. Bolingo janet la boga, kale kato. with Jimmy on guitar and Kendrix on saxo. Their success marked the departure of Jimmy and the arrival of Cabaselli, le grand cadet. Yeah, and listening to the way Sandrix plays his saxophone there, you can really see the mark it left, you know. He was a guy that played with Django Reinhardt back in the day, you know, Carolina Stompers, European kind of circuit thing. And he brought that sensibility down to the Congo. And it was one of the things that, you know, Congolese musicians, as they're modernizing this new sound, it's one of the things they took Latin music, of course, tradition, you know, all these different things, choral music all came together. And, you know, that saxophone sound there is one of those things, you know. Quand ça a commencé à être modernisé par le Wendo, par le, les groupes San Salvador, par euh, Paul Kamba de l'autre côté du fleuve, et Antoine Mundanda. Particularly Wendo by Paul Kamba. And on the other side of the river, Antoine Mundanda and the Sao Salvador group. These were young people who ran away from Angola and brought with them the San Salvador written from the city of Banza Congo. Namutu 
That was Moseka by Antoine Mundanda, who played the kalimba or thumb piano. Now, to know more about the group Sao Salvador, you must listen to Net Sublet's superb Ibdi program Angola Part 3, A Spiritual Journey to Mbanza Congo, on Afropop.org. It is very nice. Finally, these young people decided to settle in Matadi, the main seaport of the Democratic Republic of Congo. It is adjacent to the border with Angola. They mixed the rhythm of Sao Salvador with high life that was played by Ghanaian and Nigerian sailors who worked the Congolese coast. They then went to Kinshasa to record in the studios of the Greek and Israeli merchants. Celebrando através do meu canto a história gloriosa do reino do Congo. Eu vou celebrando através do meu canto a história romântica do reino do Congo. Era um paraíso que prosperou no século XV. Situado em uma região formosa No coração da África Eu vou celebrando Através do meu canto A história gloriosa Do reino do Congo Era um paraíso Que prosperou no século XV Situado em uma região formosa No coração da África Oh, Branza Congo San Salvador querido Oh, Branza Congo És meu paraíso San Salvador Congo de Antotila, oh Banza Congo, Banza Verera. That was San Salvador, Barza Congo, by my good friend Ricardo Lemvo. I love it. You know, it's interesting. The Belgians were mostly interested in traditional music, you know, as part of their colonizing project for, you know, their own reasons. But on the other hand, there were Israeli and Lebanese and Greek merchants in Kinshasa throughout Central and West Africa who were digging these new sounds. And, and uh, you know, especially in Congo, artists like Wendo, Adualenga, Camille Farouzi, you know, from the east of Congo. 
And these merchants, you know, they introduced instruments and later recording studios. And as Sam says, they're very important in the early days and development of this new modern Congolese sound. Papa Wendo, Kinshasa, I love it. Et sans oublier des fonctionnaires ouest-africains qui sont venus travailler dans des sociétés. And we should not forget the West African civil servants who came to work for companies like Unilever. Uh, these were big English companies who brought with them the brass band style with horns and drums. I remember I was very young, about four or five years old, during Carnival. They had a parade and these bands were performing on platforms set on trucks. They played for far and all that. These Greek and Israeli merchants brought records particularly from Latin America, Colombia, Venezuela and Cuba. To musicians like Franco and Cabaselli who started to listen to them, that's when OK Jazz adapted the bolero style and adapting them in Lingala. Because frankly, I don't see Franco being 15 or 16 or 17 years old creating melodies that were so amazing. Songs like that one by Benny Moray came from Latin America, but they were interpreted Congolese style the way Franco and Cabaselli understood them. I remember that almost every orchestra and band in Brazzaville or in Kinshasa, for that matter, had a Latin name. Gracias, tu clava es mi Paquita, fidele yo Que volvas pronto Paquita, para bien, para bien Que tu madre te garda oh. 
Estoy a tu espera Quiero que creces pronto Paquita Gracias Gracias Tu clava es mi Paquita Fidel y yo Que volvas pronto Paquita Gracias Gracias Tu clava es mi Paquita Fidel y yo Que volvas pronto Estoy herido por la flecha de tu belleza y disimulo. Ven a encender mi corazón. Está pronto, bella Paquita. Paquita, gracias, gracias. Tu clava es mi Paquita. Fidel y yo que volvas pronto. Paquita, gracias, gracias. Tu clava es mi Paquita. Fidel y yo que volvas. I love this. That was Paquita by the eternal Dr. Nico and Orchestra African Fiesta. And that's how Rumba was born. Rumba with all these influences. Dr. Nico, a star guitarist, for example, lived in Kinshasa. He attended a professional school. He studied electronic, as I said. He grew up and lived in Kinshasa. But when you listen to him, without knowing it, somehow he played in the style of Kasai. Same with Franco. When he played without knowing it, he played in the style of the Congo. So every musician instinctively brought his knowledge and feelings. And that's how the Congolese rumba was created. Also, almost every primary school had a European music teacher. So to look good, the Congolese elite had to dance the vals, the tango, or the paso doble during receptions. All that to make people think that you were cultured. I was a kid then, and that's how I see this music, and these are my views on Kinshasa. And for us, the only time that we could listen to music was when we came home from school. The Belgian administration had installed huge speakers along the streets to promote official programs from Radio Congo Belge. They were broadcasting programs about Congo and Africa, news, obituaries of folkloric music from around the Congo. They also included jazz, French and popular world music. That's how, as children, we got to know Luis Mariano, Tino Rossi, Charles Aznavour, Harry Belafonte, Louis Armstrong, and all that.
Sachmo Okuka Lokole, a song dedicated to Louis Armstrong by Joseph Cabasile and the African Jazz. Coming up, Sam returns to his homeland and the much-debated history of his roots. So be sure to visit Afropop.org for more on Sam Mangwana. I'm Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Okay, we are back with Aimé Compaoré and Michael Sherekis taking a deep dive into the musical life of the great Sam Mangwana. Hey, Michael, when did the electric guitar become prominent in Congolese rumba? That can be traced back to the hiring of Bill Alexandra, a Belgian jazz guitarist who brought electric guitars to Opika Studios, owned by the Benatars, previously mentioned, playing jazz guitar. And so with the new technology mixed with that new sound became very fashionable to play in the Congo. And another thing added to the soup that is this new music forming in Congo. To become proficient and popular, every Congolese guitarist wanted to learn to play jazz. So it is by mixing jazz, Latin American music, traditional chants, and all of that. That's how Congolese rumba that we knew in the 1950s and 60s acquired its color and style. Congolese musicians are very committed. They fully participate in the public discourse. They often do not hesitate to chastise the powerful, the big man, even if it means risking going to jail. Does that have something to do with your disappearance, Sam? You are gone. You vanished for years. What happened? When Well, when the peace accord was signed in 2002, I wrote to President Dos Santos of Angola, and his cabinet responded by saying that no matter what happened, I was a child of Angola and that I could safely come home to live there. So I returned in 2005. The Minister of Culture had organized two huge galas to welcome me back to Angola. And that's how my career really took off. There I had so much work that I could not get out of the country and go and record somewhere else. It must have been a big change from what you were doing in Kinshasa, Sam. Ah oui, pour moi c'était un grand bonheur de retrouver ma mère. Oh yes, for me, it was so wonderful to return to my country, Angola, because my parents and myself lived in Congo, Kinshasa. We were fighting. My mother was in the Cultural Association of Angolan Mothers, and my father was financing the fighters of MPLA, FNLA, and UNITA. I think that people still remember that in my neighborhood of Kinshasa. The flag of Angola's liberation was flying in front of our family house. Everybody knew that my family was fighting for the liberation of Angola. Merci. 
Après la guerre civile du Chilou et en Angola, il est rentré. Chemin faisant, on lui avait dit de déposer son arme. After the civil war in his country, Angola, a very young guerrilla fighter was told to drop his weapons and help rebuild his country. Along the way, he meets a young woman and asks her, Please, Help me forget the misery and suffering of the civil war. C'était le jeune Mangwana. Pour vous, Galonegro, chers amis. I was that young man. Escuta a minha história morena Nos meus sonhos só te vejo a ti Tu passaste a ser obsessão para mim Maravilhoso amar É uma maravilha estar enamorado Escuta a minha história morena Te encontrar foi para mim um sonho No me combate pela vida Perdi a noção das coisas simples É grandioso estar enamorado Se tu ao menos pudesse sorrir Seria para mim o paraíso Sendo imaginário É maravilhoso estar enamorado Linda morena, esta canção Esta canção, história de minha vida Retrata os pecos dos meus passos Maravilhoso amar É uma maravilha estar enamorado Merci. 
That was Samangwana's concert online at the 360 Paris Music Factory. This show has garnered over 2 million viewers. If nothing else, it shows Sam's staying power. He had just returned to Paris when the COVID pandemic struck. Ah, let's not talk about COVID. So let's go back to go forward, huh? <laughs> Sam's success begins at the School of the Salvation Army near Leopoldville capital of the Belgian Congo, now Kinshasa, capital of DRC. Uh, the teacher there found little Samuel's voice so interesting that he got the young man to sing with the higher school's choir. I love this, the Misa Luba, a Latin mass sang in the Congolese traditional styles by les troubadours du roi Baudouin, the troubadours of King Baudouin of Belgium. This group is similar to the choir young Sam Mangwana sang with. Je suis parti un jour présenter mes chansons parce que j'étais fanatique de Rochereau. Sam's voice was so impressive that an acquaintance told him to go and present his song to Taboulé Rochereau, who was already quite popular. He was also headmaster of a school attended by the children of the Belgian and Congolese elite. When Rochereau heard Sam, he instantly got overwhelmed and called Dr. Nico, who was a star guitarist, to come right away and listen. They went to work with young Mangwana. It was a Thursday. The following Saturday, Sam was on the bandstand, singing with Rochereau and Dr. Nico. But two weeks later, his dad found out, and the young man fled the family compound because Papa Mangwana had a hunting gun, and he said, my boy, I prefer to see you dead rather than being a musician. En plus, c'était un protestant et... My father was a protestant, and as such, music was forbidden. And that's why Papa got me arrested by a white policeman of the Belgian assistance training Congolese officers. My father told them that I was not 18, I was 17 and 9 months, and that he still had the right to decide on my life. So tomorrow morning, he said, he has to be transferred to a house arrest 120 kilometers from Kinshasa. So I stayed at the police station until 5 o'clock. Then Rochereau arrived. I told him what was going on. He went to see the white policeman. It so happened that the son of the constable was attending the Athene Royale at Cabinda, and Rochereau was the headmaster of that school. The two made some arrangements. The policeman said that it was five o'clock anyway, and he could not keep the underage kid in his station. He told Rocho to take him away, but to keep him hidden for three months, until he reached 18 years of age, at which time he will be able to decide what he wants to do with his life.
peli biso ebele ya makamoniki Bola mukabana mboka e Mabele tika bakoko eba na mfika bokeba All right, that was Chimurenga Zimbabwe by Sam Mongwana. Okay, now, let's clear some rumors right now. There's always been a lot of confusion about your origins. Some people say that you are Zairoa, Congolese pur et dur, others that you are Angolan, and others that you are from Zimbabwe. Avant l'indépendance du Zimbabwe, j'avais composé cette chanson derrière l'album de Maria Tebo. I love you, Maria Tebo, Tebo. Alors derrière, avec Chimurenga Zimbabwe. Well, on the B side of the record, Mary Tebo, I recorded Chimurenga Zimbabwe. So the people wrote that I was a son of Zimbabwe and all that. So they managed to invite me there. And when I arrived, they announced that the chief of staff of the Zimbabwe army had organized a big official dinner to welcome me because I was his cousin. He was also a Mangwana. And the headlines of the Zimbabwe Herald trumpeted, Mangwana is back home. They also organized a big ceremony in the Shona village to receive me as the return of a long lost son. This is how the story was created. But it's not only in Zimbabwe that such a thing happened. There are some Mangwanas in Mozambique. They migrated from Zimbabwe during colonial time. I remember that in 1983, I went on a tour there. President Michel of Mozambique asked me to go to Maracuena, some 25 kilometers from Maputo, the capital, to solve a problem between the Maracuena people and the Manguanas. You know, George, when foreigners arrive somewhere, they often are very conscientious and sometimes it created some jealousy with the local population. So, President Marshall asked me to write a song to reconcile the two communities. That's how I wrote Maracuene Marambenta. That's the story of Manguana in Mozambique. Maracuene, Maracuene, Mozambique. Maracuene, 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 Dansare Marabenta. Sto farto di divertir sempre na cidade. Agora eu vou para campo lutar contra a fome. Operação contra a fome. Mi amore, vamos para o campo. Maracuene, 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 dançare maraventa. Oh, mi amore, vamos pra campo. Mm. 
homem contra a fome Operação contra a fome Mi amore, vamos para o campo Maracuene, maracuene Maracuene, dançar e maraventar Maracuene, maracuene, maracuene Maracuene, dançar e maraventar Right, that was Marakena Marabenta by Sam Mangwana, the peacemaker. And talking about peacemaking, Sam, when did you leave Kinshasa? J'avais quitté Kinshasa en 76, quand la guerre civile a vraiment éclaté en Angola. I left Kinshasa in 1976 when the civil war started in Angola. Not wanting to live with all these problems as Congo is bordering Angola, I took my walking stick and left aimlessly. It was a way of running away to forget all the bitterness of a civil war. I crossed Central African Republic, Cameroon, Nigeria, Benin, and stopped in Congo, where producer Gérard Acquisson welcomed me. I wanted to start a new artistic career in West Africa. After a while, I asked Gérard to allow me to go to Abidjan, Côte d'Ivoire, where there was a big recording industry. And that's how Sam's adventures in Abidjan started with the creation of a series of songs that became very popular. Georges Dekins, Susanna Koulibaly, they became huge, huge successes all over Africa. That was Les Champions, recorded in 1978. Well, you know, I just wanted to show off a bit. <laughs> the story of this recording is quite amazing, but we'll keep it for another show, okay? Now, let's talk about Sam's many sobriquets. The first one is the title of this episode, The Pigeon Voyageur, The Traveling Pigeon. Why? Et quand je signé un contrat, Well, when I sign a contract and clauses are not respected, I slam the door and leave. Because with everything I have, I'm a singer capable of singing in Spanish, English, French, and Portuguese. I have a very solid foundation appreciated by everyone. Every orchestra wanted to have some manguana to benefit from all this. And that's why when a contract is wrong, George, I don't care, you know. I just say goodbye and I leave. George, I didn't have a choice. I closed the door and I went. I went earlier. Why? Why? One, because when I was in Kinshasa, my parents were active in a freedom movement called National Liberation Front of Angola. They were social Christian with Holden Roberto, uh, the veterans, the Americans, and all that. Hello, what? Me? Well, I was basically a communist. My cousins had created the Angola Agriculture Syndicate in exile. I belonged to that association. So I was a red militant. Most youth in the 60s and 70s talked often about Khrushchev. 
socialism and communism, it was supposed to change the world and all that. And me, as a socialist communist, I had some syndication formation. I knew my rights. Wow, cooperation, collaboration by Sam Mangwana and Franco, two giants of Congolese rumba. Now, Sam, I nicknamed you the man with a thousand songs. How about that? Ah, oui, mais euh, c'est toi qui le dis. C'est peut-être ton impression à toi, mais je n'ai pas. Well, that's what you think, because during my career, I did not write many songs. I sang other people's songs, particularly when I was in Kinshasa. I sang songs by Simaro, Franco, Rochero, and the like. I really became a composer when I arrived in Abidjan, because I had to create something new. So I started singing in Ivoirian French. And this is how I wrote songs like Fatimata and others because I had to make myself understood by a particular public. I had to get people in West Africa interested in what I was saying. I remember when businessmen came from Kinshasa, they didn't understand. They said, Sam, you were singing beautiful songs in Lingala and now you are singing these things. What gives? I answered, this is the market. Do not forget that when I came to West Africa, 
Prince Nikom Borga was a huge success with his songs in Pidgin English from Nigeria. Nobody would be interested in Congolese rumba, particularly because of the beats and the rhythm. So I ran into that open door and started to do things a little more rhythmic to get people in West Africa interested. I did it with the complicity of Lukasa, who was a really great guitarist. We created the Africa All-Stars Band and composed Susanna Koulibaly, en français ivoirien, Georgette en français ivoirien, et beaucoup de chansons. And many other songs in French ivoirien. Georgette, à moi, n'a ma maïdi, tu m'as rendu très malade. Ce soir, sans doute, quand tu passeras, je serai encore plus malade. Georgette, à moi, n'a ma maïdi. Georgette, à moi, n'a ma maïdi. Je dirai tout à Delphine. Okay, Sam, that was Georgette Ekins, one of your very first big hits in Abidjan. Listening to this song and others in your early career in Abidjan, You often talk about ladies, and that's why I called you a ladies' man, a sugar, the hot one. C'était la fiction. Susanna Koulibaly, ça n'existe pas. Georgette, ces deux petites filles de mon quartier qui vendaient du poisson brisé. But that was fictitious. Susanna Koulibaly does not exist. And Georgette Ekins are two little girls in my neighborhood. Their mother, who was Ivorian and the father from Liberia, sold grilled fish under my apartment. And every time I wanted grilled fish, she would ask her daughters, Delphine and Georgette, to bring them up to my door. As for Susanna Koulibaly, it's about an unfaithful woman. The song Fatimata came out in the 90s. She was a young woman who works as a secretary in an office in Abidjan. She earns a small salary, but she only uses taxis with a matter, which are more expensive, drinks the bonji, the champagne of Yamusokro, and when she goes to Dakar, she only stays in elegant Almadis hotels. It's a song about beautiful African women that are kept by sugar daddies. Elle 
s'habiller comme un pharaon Fatima, à la démarche des caméléons. Fatima, elle ne boit que le bandji. Fatima, le bandji de Yamoussoukoro. Fatima, quand elle arrivait à Dakar, Fatima, elle n'habite qu'aux Almadi. Fatima, why pour nous mettre romantique. Fatima, voilà moi malade. Fatima, voilà moi traumatisé. Fatima, non 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 fatigué. Fatima. Fatimata, I love that song. Takes me back to the good old days. Now, Sam, you're back in Paris. George, depuis que je suis musicien, je crois que, à part Bruxelles pour nous qui évoluons en ce moment là au Congo, c'était Paris. George, it's always been Paris because Paris is uh, the crossroads of our cultures. And also being part of Sassam, my career rests in Paris before shining anywhere else in the world. For us, Paris is our second homeland. Merci Sam, thank you very much for sharing your music and stories with us today. You're truly a living legend and a very dear friend. Until next time, à bientôt mon ami. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and from PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And don't forget to support your public radio station. Thanks to Maggie Doherty of Music Development Company in Paris for setting up this sweet reunion with Sam Mangwana. To Aimé Compaoré for Sam Mangwana's voiceover and Michael Sherekis for his help with this episode. Visit afropop.org for much more on Sam. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, including radio programs and our Afropop Close-Up podcast series. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions, research and production for this episode by yours truly. This episode was mixed in Brooklyn by our chief audio engineer, Michael Jones. Additional engineering by GC from the syncopated lair in Washington, D.C. Benning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Mukwai Wabeisi Yolwe, and I'm Georges Collinet.